Welcome, mamas, to the Simply Whole Moms podcast, where we talk all the real stuff, real life, real food with real moms. And we promise no BS. I'm Kara, a certified nutritionist and backyard chicken owner. I'm Nicole, espresso lover and clean beauty junkie. We've been friends for 17 years. We've gone from being babies to raising babies. And together, we're We're the the Simply Simply Whole Moms. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Kara. So you had a really big day today, huh? We did. Both of my kids started school for the first time ever. Oh, my gosh. So how many hours did you have to yourself? Um, I didn't even count. A lot. A lot of hours. How many hours did it feel like you had to yourself? It felt like I had approximately two and a half hours to myself. Like I could have watched one episode of The Bachelor in that whole time. Yes. I did. I feel like I tried to get a lot accomplished, although I felt like I needed to do more. But I tried not to to waste the day thinking about all the things I could do. Good. Yeah. Good. It was good. How was your day? It was okay. Morgan's out of town for work, and it was long. It was long. There was, I cleaned up lots of urine today and Mm. other things, and yeah. Other things. (laughs) It was long. That sounds questionable. Yeah, it was really gross and long, but no, I've been just trying to be really positive this trip. I'm like, I'm just going to, if I can stay in the right mindset, and there was like an hour or two today when I was like, nope, mindset's completely blown. Right. I'm furious. Right. Um, but yep. tomorrow's a new day. That's the good thing about waking up in the morning. Fresh yes. start as and mom. You, you made it through this day. Yep. 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 And he'll be home tomorrow night, so. Oh, yay. Yeah. That's a reason to celebrate right yeah, there. It is. All right. Um, well, welcome to episode four. I can't believe we're already to episode four. It has really kind of flown by a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Today we're kind of ending this series where it's just get to know us. And what we kind of wanted to end everything on is just kind of where our minds and our hearts at. So what kind of are our passions, our loves, how do we feel about some of the issues that we're going to be talking about on the blog and just kind of put a nice little bow on the series. And then the next episode we'll be, we'll start interviewing people and we'll do that for a little while and see what you guys like and who you want to hear from. So yeah. Want to get started? Let's do it. Okay, so the first question I wanted to ask you, Nicole, is just kind of where where is your head at with moms? What do you love about moms? You know, how do you kind of feel about momming and the community of moms? And I yeah. use the word mom a lot. Well, we're question. the simply whole moms. <laughs> the simply whole moms. We should yes. use that word. <laughs> no, first, I want to say I love how you always say put a bow on it. That just makes <laughs> me... It makes my heart happy, and I do. I visually picture this bow yeah. on top of things. Yes, which so, you can actually tie bows. I cannot. Well, I try. She's the person who all of her Christmas presents match under the Christmas tree with like the perfect bows that look like they were done off of Pinterest. That's my mom's fault. Yeah, you're very good at that. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Mine are just lucky if they're wrapped. Well, it's like, oh, this is from Santa, so we can put it in the stocking. It's unwrapped. <laughs> Surprise. No, my mom's and grandmother's bows are very elaborate, and I feel like I've kind of failed the family because they've tried to teach me multiple times, and mine are always real rough. So I end up with, like, the knot bow, and then That's I try perfect. to make the paper look really fancy. It's perfect, wow. from, in my opinion. Uh, okay, back to your question. Yes. Moms. Well, motherhood in general – 
um, I view, I'm viewing as, as a journey, yeah. as an adventure. And I think the biggest thing is it's this massive opportunity for growth and community. It's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff wrapped yeah. into one. But when I think about moms and other moms, I think the the most important thing that when I, I see a new mom or I know a new mom of a teeny tiny little baby, the thing that I want to tell them the most is find a community um, or find a, I know this is a very popular word right now, but find your tribe, yeah. find your people or your person who is going to get you through to the other side because even just sitting here in this two minute conversation about our day yeah. and knowing that you cleaned up pee and other things <laughs> made me feel better about you know parts of my day where right. I had to do the same thing and I think that sharing in those experiences together is crucial and I have a love hate relationship with social media but the part that I love most about it is that you can so easily connect with other moms and just across the interwebs say mm. like I get it I'm there too. I'm knee deep in pull-ups and tantrums today too. And we're going to get through it together on the other side. And here's how I'm doing it. What what are you doing today? And not necessarily like a negative focus on like, oh, my kid's this or oh, my kid's that. It's more of like, this is what happened. And like you said, focusing on the mindset of it. Like how can I get my mom mindset right so that I can deal with my kids in the most effective way. And I find myself resetting that mindset multiple times throughout the day. And the days where I forget to, or that I don't want to, or I'm just in a bad mood. Those are the days that we just all lose it all at once. Right. Um, And we've had some afternoons like that recently. So to put a bow on it, Get it? I put a bow on it. (laughs) Really, momming and motherhood I see as a beautiful opportunity for community, finding your your tribe, finding your people, and learning how to grow yourself um, while you're also growing these little people Mm -hmm. that you've been put in charge of. Yeah, I like it. That was a lot. No, I like it. I totally agree with you. I think, I mean, I agree... I I know there's, I just look back at like some of the toughest moments of momhood, like kids in the hospital, you know, just like really, really dark times. And I couldn't have done it. I don't think, you know, without my husband and without my friends, Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come out the other side. Right. I mean, I would have, because we always do, but it would not be like it was. Right. In the sense that I wouldn't come out still fighting, still, you know, Mm -hmm. I would have just wouldn't have had it in me. So. Right. Um, the only other thing I would say about that is I I feel like I want to tell our listeners that I from watching other moms that I really do genuinely believe that all other moms are good moms. Like yeah. that all my friends that love their kids are good moms and that I don't have negative opinions about how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And from like the community that I want to create – on the internet, I guess, is that like, we don't have that opinion about your kids. So just because I feed my kids healthy does not mean that I am judging you because your kids are not eating healthy. You know, I just, my immediate thought is, is there a way I can help them? You know, it isn't, I can't believe she's doing that or whatever. I don't, and I really hang out or whatever. Yes. I just really like, 
like you were saying, like community is the most important thing. And I, I wouldn't ever want another mom to feel like they couldn't be in mine because I didn't agree with, you know, pro vaccine, non vaccine, you know, all these debates. Like I, I really like, I think all of my like good mom friends, they love their kids so well. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that, you know, God chose them to be their kids' moms and I couldn't do it better. Mm -hmm. And I can learn from, you know, my like extreme friends in one regard or extreme friends in another regard for how I want to parent. And I just think, I just want our followers to know, our listeners to know them. Yeah. And I can speak from personal experience. Kara will still be friends with you if you feed your kids Chick-fil-A. Ice Pirates dreams, booties Pirates for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I just That's think, me. well, like you were Spoiler saying, <laughs> like you were saying about it being a journey, like the number one thing I've had to learn about myself in it is like, Carrie, you have got to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Like I am such an achiever and like, I just want to be really good at everything that I do. I'm a doer and I've always been like that. And it's like one thing that I've had to say, like, Carrie, give yourself some grace. Like I look back at moments and I'm like, man, I could have done that better. And then I'm like, could I really have, I was, I was at my wits end. I don't think I could have, like, it's okay that I didn't do that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for when I'm watching other moms, like, I just feel like grace abounds like, yeah. in, in the motherhood situation. Yes. So that's kind of where my yeah. head is at. With moms. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think one of the best examples of that, I was at Chick-fil-A recently. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I do think just watching, uh, just in that situation, when you hear another kid screaming, I don't feel like anyone in there who is in the same boat that we're rowing is staring at them like, what's wrong with their kid? Right. I think it's a situation that's like, oh man, how can I help? What right. happened? What's, you know, not every time, but for the most part, it's like a, I feel you. I've been there too. Right. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm here if you mm. need something. And yes. I think that's, I don't know. I always say we're all, we're all rowing this boat together. So right. Yes. Headed in the same direction. Get him off to college. So moving on, we have talked in previous episodes about food and Kara's food philosophies specifically. So just to kind of rehash that and recap that, can you give us um, a high level vision for you for, for food, for life right. um, and your philosophy on it? I mean, basically, you know, I mean, today we're just talking about like our heart and our passions. And this is one for me and why it is, is because it's changed my life for the better. You know, I feel better. I feel more empowered to make choices for myself because I have watched myself succeed in the area of eating, which was an area that I had trouble with. And so, you know, that is why it's something that I want for other people because it's been such an intricate part of my journey, I guess, in my life. So really, ultimately, my philosophy, that's a very fancy word. How I think about eating food. There you go. Break um, it down for us, Kara. It's just basically like it has to be simple. Mm -hmm. Like it, I really feel like, and even when you aren't dieting or aren't trying to change something about yourself, food is such a complicated thing in our society. It's Mm -hmm. so complicated. And I just don't feel like it has to be like for me, like really, I want to be able to sit down at the table with my family and like 
feel good when the meal is over. Yeah. And I, however that looks, like feel good in my tummy, feel good in my heart, feel good. You know, just like, and do I get that every time? No, I have kids. But like, that is what the end game is for me is like my table is such a sacred place. And I do feel like on the blog and writing recipes, like, that's something that I want to let people into. Like I like, it's not something I take lightly to like show you my kid at the breakfast table. Like that really is the most special moment of the day. A lot of times with my kids, like that first meal, things are still calm things, you know, I'm drinking my coffee a lot, a lot of days, not every day, but you know, and so I want to let people into that. And I want to be, I mean, I consider it nothing more than like an honor to be on someone's table for their dinner. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's kind of why. Well, tonight it was the girls' first day of school and I really wanted to to make dinner. And I thought I've been at home by myself for an entire day. I should I should make a meal. Right. And I went to the grocery store and I started pulling up a recipe that I'd been wanting to try from a someone I don't remember where it was. And I'd had it pulled up for a while and I start flipping through it. And I'm like, this is too complicated. I'm in the middle of the grocery store. And I literally said, what would Kara do? <laughs> I did. And I was like, sheet pan, let's do it. And so I went and got stuff to make sheet pan meal. And I had it ready, like ready to go, ingredients in the oven with the girls home. I mean, it was was great. And it was simple. And it was just what we needed tonight for everyone to like bring it together at the end of the day. And we all sat and we ate and everyone was Mm -hmm. pleasant. For like five minutes, but yeah. we were pleasant. It's not. It's not long. No, no. And I wasn't stressed preparing the meal. Right, right. No, I don't. I feel like even when I wasn't eating healthy, I was stressed about yeah. food and like, oh, I'm eating too much bread today, and like it wasn't. I it was like I didn't know my body. I didn't know what my body needed. That's a good point. And I also like didn't know how to do a lot of the stuff that I felt like I was supposed to know how to do. You know, I was supposed to know how to cook this like great dinner for my boyfriend, and then literally like all I know how to do is buy like a package of pesto already made and tortellini from the freezer section. Like I do, you know, and it was yes. like everything was so complicated all the time. So I just really feel like that is where the vision for Simply Whole started. It's like, it just has to be simple. Yes. You know, to get, get the, get what you need out of food from a heart and a tummy perspective. So. I love that. It's beautiful and it's working and it's translating. And I really, every time I sit down to think about dinner specifically, I'm like, how can I keep it simple? Like Kara, I want to, I want to make it happen, but it's still beautiful. Like you said, and it's, and it serves its mission and I, I love it. I'm a fan. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> fan. Oh, um, well, let's talk about one of your passions. We've talked about it in previous episodes too, which is ethical fashion. Yes. Um, and just why, why you have the heart for that, how you kind of arrived at it being, cause like, honestly, I see it as one of kind of like the, like, um, what is the word? Your moral foundations kind of one of the things that like you have kind of, built your life on from a pers- like a perspective you've built your life on a little bit. So tell yeah. Me, tell me. Um, I, I have to give credit to my friend Carla and then in turn my friend Ellen, who both presented me with these ideas of ethical fashion, social justice, and things that I literally had never even thought about before. Right. Um, and I was really resistant for a while and not resistant in a way that it was even active resistance. It was just more from the standpoint of like, 
I'm fine. Like, I don't need to know about it. Um, and really he, watching Carla talk about some of the, the organizations that she was a fan of and uh, Seiko was one of them specifically and kind of digging into that and learning about that model, I got hooked. And um, one brand specifically, Crochet Kids, they had this really cool thing on their website where you could buy a piece of their clothing and then once you got it, you could go look on your tag and see the name of the person who made it. They would handwrite it. You could go back to their website and write that person a thank you note. And my mind was blown. And, and that was really that connection to the maker is what made me start um, paying a lot more attention to where my clothes were coming from. And then there have been other influences too. There were a couple of books I read. I mentioned a documentary before, um, The True Cost, and really just realizing how excessive my closet had become. And really, it still is. Um, it's, a, it's a process in no way, shape, or form or am I where I want to be. Um, I still go to Target and like the other day I was flipping through the stuff at Target specifically for my kids and I mean I wanted to buy at least four or five things and I had to stop myself in Target and talk to myself about okay do they really need this is whoever made this you know worth the the cute picture that you want it for and is it something that's necessary for their closet and so these are the types of conversations that I have with myself now and it makes it hard um it it's it's been a, a learning process and a journey and a friend of mine and I went on a year-long mission Meredith and I to we didn't buy any new clothes, shoes, or accessories for an entire year. And each of us kind of had different purposes in that. Part of it was just, could we really do this? Um, and we could borrow, we could buy, or not buy secondhand, but we could use gift cards that we had been given. And that year uh, started, kind of kick-started this new habit within me of like not just constantly buying things when I felt like I needed them or throwing two t-shirts into my cart at Target because I felt like it and I wanted a new t-shirt. So, um, that's a really long winded answer, no, but I think that's beautiful. It's, it's a complete and total mind shift change and I'm still not where I want to be a hundred percent, but I think that's part of the process and I'm kind of an all or nothing person. And so it's hard for me to say that it's a process. Like I would love to look at you and be like, I have the perfect ethical closet capsule wardrobe but no, I don't. And I'm still learning about it. And I want to be better. But I think um, I'm learning along the way, taking steps. It's super there. cool. I'm excited to, this is like something I don't know a lot about. And so I'm excited to just, as you write about it on the blog, learn more. And, you know, I've enjoyed going to some of the clothing swaps y'all have hosted and basically just taking all of your clothes home pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we share. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about it with you as, as you write more about it. So thanks. It's fun. I think basically we were just going to kind of wrap up the episode with talking a little bit about what it means to us to live a healthy or a simply whole life with kind of the illnesses that we have. So do you want to go first? Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, mine's pretty fresh. So I'm still a year into my diagnosis. So I think I'm learning. Boy, I'm, I'm learning a lot as I'm saying all this out loud, right? <laughs> Life is a process. Um, 
I think for the first six months to a year, which would still be around this time, I've just been kind of in survival mode health-wise, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. No. So I just remember being in the hospital when I was first diagnosed, and I know all of the right things I should be putting in my body. I should be avoiding sugar. I should be avoiding gluten, all of these inflammatory substances. And when I was sitting in the hospital, all I wanted was like a freaking sandwich. And I remember I had several people tell me like, just eat the food you need to get your body going. And mm-hmm. so I did that for a while. And I feel like I'm now at the point a year into it where I'm like, okay, I've survived. Right. I'm on the other side of it. And here are the steps that, you know, I need to be taking to live that simply whole life. And so I really feel like I, when it, when I boil it down to it, I, I really need to like cut the sugar, cut the inflammatory things and just focus on the simple, <laughs> the same words, simple whole foods yeah. <laughs> um, and the self-care. I think that's like a huge, huge component for me. And my husband has been a really big proponent in that for myself is taking time to reset. And even if it's just five minutes, you know, locked in my bedroom while he handles the kids outside to just like focus and take that time for myself. Um, even today when I had a whole day to myself, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go do this, this, and this and get these things done. And he said, just go home for a minute and be home. And I was like, yes, that is I need to remember to do that as well. So um, for me, a year into a diagnosis with a chronic illness, I know that I need to make sure I take time for rest, take time for self-care, and really get back into the basics of the good anti-inflammatory nutrition that I need for my body. Um, And that's just breaking some habits that I've formed over the past few years. So just being honest. Very nice. (laughs) What about you? I love that. I I totally agree with that. I mean, I think for me living, like you said, I'm, I'm like seven or eight years into this now. So I'm further along. And I think for me, the most like beautiful thing I've learned about living a simply whole life or focusing on wellness is that like, I want more for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I want more, I want to feel better. I want to, I want more than just like the day to day grind, the stress, the adrenal fatigue. Like I want more than that for myself. I want to like live a vibrant, thriving life. And I, I know what that feels like now to like really feel good in your own skin. Um, not just from like an appearance perspective, but just from a health perspective and energy perspective. And I think for so long, I just thought that that was the norm. Like I never, it never occurred to me that like I shouldn't need a, a nap mm. in the after. Like it was just never, it never occurred to me. And so now that I feel so much better, I think that's what it means to me is like, I've been through so many seasons since I got diagnosed with my disease that like it's, it never looks the same and it hasn't looked the same the whole time. Food has looked different thing. Like everything has looked different over the years and, you know, having babies really changed the name of the, the game when it came to wellness. And now that, you know, where I am right now is it's just challenging myself to like even take it a step further. Cause now 
my little doer self, I have really high stand, like a high expectation for how I feel. Like, I think a lot of my friends are like, your stomach hurts. Like, so like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, well, no, but like my stomach never hurts. Right. <laughs> you know, like I I'm right. Yes. And so like, it really shouldn't hurt. And so that's why I'm complaining about it. Or like, you know, like bloating. It's like, I don't want to ever be bloated. I always want a perfectly flat stomach because I know what that feels like now yes, to not have big one. the stomach bloat. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. They're just, I think like from a general perspective, you're right. Like self-care and just challenging where you're at and like just seeing how far your body can take it. Like I think that's why like people are so addicted to marathon running. Mm -hmm. Not me by any means but like it's like how far can you take yourself like how far can you give up that morning cup of coffee you can do whatever you want to do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying like mm -hmm. you and after like going through that for the first time and then now like continuing to challenge what I put in my body and how I take care of myself it's like I can do anything mm -hmm. that I want to um it you know so to speak and so I think that's what being simply whole means to me is just like being tuned into what I need and being willing to change and adapt that with the seasons. Like just today I posted on Instagram, but I went to the gym and I haven't worked out in like a week. And so I had kind of like these plans to like push myself and challenge myself. And like, I almost cried on the way to the gym because we just had such a long afternoon. And I was like, Kara, that is not what your body needs. Your body needs like a brisk walk and some like yoga by yourself and that was what I did and after I had finished I felt really good about it mm -hmm. like I was like this felt really good and if I had you know tried to run and lift or whatever I don't think I would have felt this good right so yeah that was really long-winded no <laughs> no I think that's super important and it reminded me of something that idea of the the vibrant life that you've discovered I have found myself in the past year very angry, very frustrated, asking all kinds of questions, usually towards like my husband and I are having these conversations about like, why, why am I in this situation? Why are my kidneys failing? I mean, they're not now they're stable, but why, you know, why do I now have crappy kidneys? Just, why me? I'm 31, you know, right. very much like a poor me pity party. And Scott, very wise, cause he's like eight or 10 years into his Crohn's diagnosis as well. was like, Hey, consider it that you and I now know how to take care of ourselves in our 30s versus like our mm -hmm. 50s and 60s when a lot of people, that's when they jump on board. Right. And he was like, now we know like this is what we need to do to get that vibrant life now. Mm -hmm. right. He was like, imagine that. And also to appreciating the life that mm -hmm. you have now yes. yeah. and having that mindset of like, I appreciate today for today because this is what I've got right, right here instead of waiting until 50, 60, 70 mm -hmm. to, to have that appreciation. Or whatever. So. No, I totally agree. I think, yeah, there's just, there have been things in the last few years of my life where I'm like, I'm just not going to take this for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have otherwise. And mm -hmm. it's not, I guess it's not, you know, a knock on someone who does have good health or does have, you know, by no. any means, oh, but no. it's just, it's just like, I don't think I will. And I hope that, I think that's like part of the reason why I originally wanted to spread this message so much is it was like, don't get to where I am. Right. Like, Same. don't, don't get to where I am. Like you can do something about it before that mm -hmm. you can get healthy before that you can take care of yourself 
before that and start feeling the way that I feel now. And I, I, I want that for, I mean, it really does break my heart when people say like, I'm so tired. I can't even stay awake or my, you know, I'm just, I'm my hormones. I'm so moody. I can't control my emotions. Like those kinds of things, like they break my heart because I felt like that. And now I don't. And I do, there's a part of me that feels like, oh, I know the solution, you know? And, and obviously it's not the same for everybody and people aren't ready for that solution sometimes. But for the people who are, like, I want to give it to them, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I could cry right now. (laughs) Are we having a moment? We're having a moment. We're always having moments. (laughs) Well, true. (laughs) Well, that is kind of, I mean, I feel like we kind of told y'all our hearts. That's kind of where we stand on everything. Do we put a bow on it? We put a bow on our intro to us. Please send us your questions, though, if or if you guys have any guests or topics you would love us to talk about, please send them to us, and we would love to cover them. Absolutely. This was fun. It was. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review so other moms like you can find us. You can find our blog at simplywholemoms.com and we are all over the internet on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook as Simply Whole Moms. We'll be here next Thursday.